Today, I'm pleased to be joined by award-winning artist and man who has been at the forefront campaigning for First Nations rights for decades, Richard Bell, who stars in SBS and NITV's feature-length documentary, You Can Go Now. Richard, thanks so much for joining me today on NITV Radio. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Before we get into talking about the compelling documentary, you have been active in the community with your advocacy work for decades, as well as an artist, but can you tell us a little bit about your life growing up in central Queensland? It was pretty similar to most black fellas at that time, I guess. You're like, uh, we were just coming out of um, the 1960s, you like, uh, um, and that was... Yeah, really quite challenging for us. You know, like uh, when I was born, we weren't allowed to live in towns um, uh, that didn't come until the sixties. I was born in the in nineteen fifty three, so you know um, it took a, a while before we were allowed to live in town with the white people. So it, you know, it was it was pretty tough. You know, I think I went to seven different schools. Um, that sort of made life a little bit hard, but I I, I never. Found it hard at the time. Mm. Like, uh, I don't think so. When you grew up, you were a part of a generation of so many staunch, strong First Nations activists, and you really got involved in the Redfern community alongside people such as Gary Foley and the late Sol Blair. Can you tell us a little bit about this time and the movement of Aboriginal politics and self determination that you were a part of? Um, you know, I, I got there uh, probably. In the mid seventies, into, into Redfern, you know, from, you know, from uh, late nineteen seventy four, you know, and I was, was there until uh, nineteen eighty four. Um, it was it was amazing um, uh, just to be in that community at the time. You know, there were so many blackfellas. You know, there, there were um, I'd used to being growing up in the little country towns where blackfellas were outnumbered, you know, like, uh, three, four, even more to one, you know, so uh, to get you know, into Redfern and be able to go to different places, you know, like, and, you know, the, the vast majority of people in the place would, would be blackfellas, you know, like, uh, and there were lots of people talking about um, our conditions that, that we were living in, you know, like, and what we had grown up in, and they wanted to do something about it, um, and I was interested in you know, these discussions and uh, these actions that they were taking. It, it was fantastic. You know, I, I thought I'd you know, uh, join in the protests and that um, support the, the people pushing for our rights, our continued rights, including land rights, you know, which um, we didn't get in, in 1992 after the Mabo decision. We got native title instead. And can you talk to us a little bit more about the land rights movement that you were helping advocate for? Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, I ended up getting a job at the, the uh, Aboriginal Legal Service there. Um, and Paul Coe sent a message around to the community. I was, I think I was living around the corner, probably about 250 metres from where the Legal Service office was. So I've got a... I ended up going down and having a talk with Paul and some of the other legendary figures, you know, like, uh, and, you know, of the, the land rights movement at that time, you know, Paul, Paul Coe, Billy Craigie, Lyle Monroe Jr., Cecil Patton, I think Kenny Weldon was there too, you know, so there was quite, 
quite a few people. There was um, uh, Isabel Coe was, um, uh, and her sister Jenny Munro. They were working at the, the children's service, uh, along with uh, one of my best mates, Dave Fernando. So, um, and we just got. Whenever somebody said there was a protest, <laughs> we'd, we'd turn up. And you're an internationally renowned artist working across a range of various mediums. Can you describe your, your passion for art and how you uh, incorporate your political views through your artworks? I came to art very late in my life. So like I, I think I was 33 or something. Um, maybe, maybe a bit younger, but... Um, I had no idea, you know, like, uh, what it was like um, and what opportunities um, presented themselves, you know, for for blackfellas and for blackfellas to to advocate for for our rights. Um, but what I was told early on that, that um, I could I could say and do more, you know, like uh, in art, you know, like, uh, and not get arrested, you know, like, uh, <laughs> that was pretty attractive to me. And You Can Go Now is a compelling personal story examining your life and career and how art frames 50 years of First Nations activism in our country. Can you tell us more about the doco and how it first came about? The, the, it came about because uh, the Tate Modern, um, uh, they uh, have these little mini documentaries that they make um, about um, artists and uh, usually about you know, two and a half, three minutes, but uh, the young lady who, who um, they set out to me, she wanted to do something that was a bit more significant, like uh, more like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So um, I think I was one of the first that got the, the ten minute treatment, um, and um, that served as a sizzle reel, you know, for for us uh, uh, moving forward. Like I'm, I'm interested in film filmmaking, you know, like uh, uh, like a lot of a lot of other blackfellas, and and I see it as as a, you know, a, a great way of telling our stories. You know, like, uh, well, this opportunity, you know, getting this uh, documentary made, meant that I got um, a credit as a, an executive pr- producer. You know, so that'll help um, in, in future projects where I'm looking for um, uh, funding and looking to, to get films made. <laughs> And can you talk to us a little bit more about the actual documentary you can go now? It was directed by award-winning filmmaker Larissa Barrent, and she's been involved in so many important documentaries telling the history of our country and Indigenous Australia. What was it like working with her as well? Um, look, it was it was great. You know, I I I didn't want to um, interfere you know, with, with the making of of the film. Um, uh, to be honest, um, um, I didn't have much say um, in, in it. You know, look, I, I got to, of course, I got to check um, uh, the final check with uh, the edit. Um, there were minimal uh, things uh, that I wanted in, in there. I think I just wanted you know, to get, make sure that my best mate you know, made it into the film. And can you tell us a little bit more about the documentary? It frames um, me and my career you know, beside um, the movement, which is um, ha- how how I wanted the the, the film to go. You know, like uh, I, I didn't want it to be just all about me. Um, 
So um, Larissa did a fantastic job of um, putting together a story that wasn't entirely just about me. It was, it was um, I, I had to share the, you know, the, the stage with the movement, with uh, the people in that in that movement. Um, you know, most of them, you know, who, who my friends, you know, like, um, yeah, and ha- have had been my friends, you know, like, um, for, you know, since I first met them in the 70s, sort of thing, so. Mm, and can you tell us a, a bit more about the prominent political figures that um, feature in this documentary? Yeah, um, oh, there's Aileen Morton Robinson uh, there too, Bronwyn Penrith, um, uh, well, if, um, these these are significant players, you know, like um, in you know, like uh, in our not just survival, but you know, like uh, in shaping our way forward. And the the documentary explores the ongoing struggles for you know, equality and sovereignty for First Nations people in this country. And we are weeks away from the Indigenous Voice to Parliament referendum. Where do you see our future in this country moving forward? I think progress will be slow, you know, like, um, as it always ha- ha- has been. But um, um, sometimes, sometimes um, opportunities arise, you know, like uh, you have a problem, you know, from out of nowhere. So um, I'm, I'd like to be much more hopeful than I am. You know, like, uh, I'm, I'm not a great believer in, in, in hope, though. So um, I've... I think we're. I think we're in for a, a, a quite a, a lengthy struggle. Um, like these people, you know, they don't care. You know, the people, the ruling classes, don't care about um, ordinary ordinary people. You know, like they don't. They don't care about anybody except themselves. So you know, like uh, the, the selfishness is going to be pretty difficult to overcome. You know, like, uh, but if we don't do something, like. Um, they're going to kill the planet. So I think it's time for us to start looking at that. Do you have any final thoughts that you want to share about the documentary and, and what you hope the audience takes away from this, uh, especially at this time, you know, leading up to the referendum? This whole process has been really traumatic, you know, for a lot of blackfellas. You mm-hmm. know, so, you know, like, um, it's it's not been the best thing for us. Uh, I'm just, I can't wait for it to be finished. I haven't done with you know. To be honest, like uh, let us get on on with um, you know trying to improve things you know, for Blackfellas, trying to move things on a, a bit quicker than what you know life, well way faster than what um, um, the movement you know has faced so far. You know we haven't had much um, improvement in, in our lifestyles and that sort of thing. You know we've got. You know, record you know, numbers of Aboriginal children being t- taken away. We've got in, in Queensland. We've got you know, children as young as ten being able to to be held in an adult prison. You know, there's so much you know, more that we have to do. You know, like so much more we have to have to, to fight against. You know, like, and and these things these things are really important. You know, these young, these young kids that they they deserve you know to much better than this. You know. So um, I'll, I'll be standing with um, those people who are fighting you know, for those kind of issues moving forward.
Is there any final thoughts that you want to share about the documentary before we wrap up? Oh, um, yeah, well, um, I'd like to encourage people to, to watch it. Richard, thank you so much for joining me today on NITV Radio. And you can go now premieres on SBS and NITV on Sunday the 24th of September at 8.30pm. And you can also catch it on SBS On Demand. So thank you so much for joining me. It's been really great to have you on. No worries. Thank you very much.